Hi, everybody. My name is Steve Bartlett, and welcome to Fight Back. Um, if you've never seen the show before, thanks for tuning in. If you are a repeat customer who used to watch me back in the day, I'm really happy if you're still watching. Um, I mean, I'm going to spend the next 30 minutes talking to you, and hopefully you're not so bored that you will flip and go to somewhere else. But anyway, if you had never seen the show before, let me tell you who I am and what this show is all about. I used to have a show called Fight Back a couple years ago. My friend Alex Wadsworth had a studio called Talkwad Studios, and uh, he produced a show for me called Fight Back. And on the show, we would deal with all kinds of issues, mostly political issues. A lot of times we would have legal issues and how the two of them would come together, uh, the law and politics. I would have guests, we would have callers, and we would explore a lot of issues that affects us all as Floridians, as people living in Tampa Bay, and as Americans in general. And the show was on for a year. I won something called a Talkie Award, which is really good. But unfortunately, there is no longer a TalkWad Studios. And I want to thank my good friend Alex Wadsworth for everything that he did, bringing me uh, to uh, internet streaming television and everything that he did for me. He showed me the ropes and he was a really good friend. Um, but now we're back and I have a new producer on the show, my good friend John Gaston here at WeBeam TV. And we have a new show and we're starting up again. This is the first episode. So tonight we're not going to be taking any callers. I don't have any guests. I just want to tell you a little bit about myself and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, let's see. Back when my show used to be on, I felt it was necessary for me to be a voice for people so they could hear the truth about things that weren't being told. Um, and right now, more than ever, I think we still need to have a voice because right now we're living in a land of confusion where there's so much misinformation, there's so much tribalism with everybody fighting that no one is trying to come up with solutions to problems. The only solutions that you hear about problems are the same solutions that everybody else is parroting. They hear it on their Fox News or on MSNBC and then they just repeat it because that's what their team tells them to repeat. But no one actually listens to the other side or tries to come up with solutions for the problems facing our country. I want to change that and be a little bit different. And I feel that now, especially under the administration of Trump, I think now it's extremely important for people to be told the truth and to start becoming free thinking and for our country to start working together as a unit as opposed to constantly being in a state of fighting and chaos. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, what I do for a living is I'm an attorney. I'm a board certified criminal defense attorney. I've been board certified since 2000, practicing law in Tampa Bay. My practice is more than just criminal law. It's all kinds of things such as family law, bankruptcy, general civil, personal injury. But, uh, you know, I made my reputation doing criminal law, which is a great thing because what I do for a living is I'm a warrior for the Constitution. And there's been nothing better that I've done in my life more than being a warrior for the Constitution. But I have no special education in broadcasting. I'm not a journalist. I have no political experience. I'm just a regular person like anyone else. I watch TV, I read newspapers, I read magazines, I do my own research, I crunch my own numbers, and I try to use common sense to come up with common sense solutions. And I love to talk to people about the problems that are facing our country and try to get insight as to why people believe the way they do and try to come up with common ground to come up with solutions. But that's all I am. I'm just a regular person. I'm an attorney, which kind of helps because I understand the law. When I hear about certain statutes, I actually go and read about it. I read about the constitutional issues, and I'm going to be able to uh, give you some feedback on that in the future. But I have no special skill, and I'm not a journalist. So why should I have a show? Well, look at the other people who have shows, and they don't have any special skills or talents or education either. You look at somebody like Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity is a multimillionaire with his big show on Fox, but what's his background? 
Well, he dropped out of college. He was going to NYU. He dropped out. And his only career before he became this person that he is now is he was a disc jockey. You look at somebody like Rush Limbaugh. He was a dropout of college, too. He went to Southeast Missouri State, and uh, he was a disc jockey as well. Glenn Beck, he dropped out of college and was a disc jockey. Now, I'm not trying to say that because they dropped out of college, you shouldn't listen to them, that people who have advanced educations are some way better than other people. But for these people to be so influential when they have no special skills, no special training, no special insights, and the only experience they have is being a disc jockey, or as they call them, shock jocks, you know, that really makes you think, how qualified are these people? I mean, they have the same qualifications as somebody like Bubba the Love Sponge, which means not many qualifications at all, and yet they're so highly influential. Why? Because they have a television show that, that beams out to hundreds of millions of people, and people watch it, and they become brainwashed. And then these shows reinforce people's beliefs, especially when those same shows repeat the same things on the other shows. If you listen to Glenn Beck and they repeat the same thing that you heard on Hannity, which repeats the same thing and the same talking points that they show on Limbaugh, you're going to start believing that that's the absolute truth because they're reinforcing each other. Well, I want to cut through all that and start telling people the truth. Okay, so here's the truth about who I am. I'm a liberal. Okay, that's what I am. I'm a liberal and I'm very proud of being a liberal. Now, the word liberal has become a dirty word in that most liberals don't even call themselves liberals anymore. Conservatives have no problem calling themselves conservative. Every single Republican who runs for political office calls themselves a conservative. You watch every ad during the campaign seasons and they all say how proud they are of being conservatives. But you never hear liberals ever call themselves liberals. You never see a television campaign commercial saying, hi, I'm Hillary Clinton and I'm a fighting liberal. You will never see that, regardless of how liberal the person may be. Bernie Sanders never even called himself a liberal. Okay, Why is that? Well, because in the 1980s, the uh, Republican media establishment created liberal as being a bad word, so that it has a negative connotation. They started calling people tax and spend liberals, and liberals should be um, never trusted because all they want to do is take your money and spend it giving the money away. But that's how conservatives define liberalism. Okay, That's not how liberals define themselves. Some liberals now call themselves progressives. And I like that term because progress means um, something positive. We're trying, to make, we're trying to make progress. But being a liberal, I go by that old-fashioned term because I'm proud of being a liberal. And when we come back from break, I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, what it means to be a liberal and what being a liberal stands for. So don't click because after this uh, word from our sponsor, I will be telling you all about what it means to be a liberal in my opinion.
Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hollox is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. Before I knew Jerry, I had very uncool hair. So if you need a good haircut, call Jerry. I didn't know she was being a sponsor of the show, but she does a fantastic job and she's a great person. Anyway, let's talk about what it means to be a liberal. In my opinion, the definition of a liberal is somebody who's open-minded, who looks to the future for solutions instead of the past, who wants to try something new, something that hasn't been done before. Let's look to the future. That's how progress is made. Let's look at the history of our society. Okay, the very first conservatives and liberals it all started when people were living in caves. There were cavemen. And for millions of years, people lived in caves. And then one day, somebody came up with the idea saying, hey, let's try something different. Instead of going around looking for food during the day and then going back to the cave at night and being hunter-gatherers, why don't we try to create a community and become farmers and have a society so we don't have to travel around? And that's how civilization was born because people took a chance and looked to the future and tried something different. That's what the idea of being a liberal is to me. If you don't want to make changes, then there's never any progress and you stay in the cave. You're a caveman forever. Being a liberal to me means trying something new, trying something different, expanding your mind, okay? And there's certain values that being a liberal are, are instilled in people that I believe. I believe that People are better off sometimes helping each other instead of always being on their own. Sometimes you're better off doing things by yourself, but some things are so large that only a community can do it together. Look at the space program, NASA. That was a joint effort that could only be done with the government and individual and the private sector all working together. And that's what liberalism is, that we come together as a community because we realize that people are better off in a society working together than being on your own. Back when you were cavemen, people were on their own. They would go out, they would gather food, they'd hunt, they'd gather stuff and bring it back. But then we started becoming a society in which we started all doing different jobs in the community. Some people would be teachers, some people would be bakers, some people would be farmers, some people would be leaders. You know, some people made bread, some people became lawyers. And that's what, that's how a society grew, by people working at their, their strengths and taking care of the weakest people. The strong taking care of the weak the young taking care of the elderly, the average age taking care of the youth, the rich taking care of the poor, all of us coming together as a society. That's what being a liberal is to me. Now, why am I a liberal? What, what forced me to be a liberal? Well, there's a lot of factors that creates a person's ideology. People aren't blank slates or tabla rosas and start uh, deciding to be who they wanna be when they hit the age of 21. When you're a kid, you pretty much start developing your own political ideology. And for me, I would have to admit, a lot of it was television. I'm sure I grew up watching TV shows that kind of made me a liberal. Shows like um, MASH, where the liberals were people like Hawkeye. The conservatives were people like Frank Burns. I wanted to be more like Hawkeye, not Frank Burns. Or watching All in the Family, where you had the racist bigot and, and Archie Bunker. I remember watching the Vietnam War, people coming home and how disturbing that was and being anti-war even as a kid and being for peace. The rock music that I listened to, the Beatles and John Lennon were all talking about liberal ideals. I was never very religious growing up, but 
if you look at you know the, the teachings of Jesus, to me, Jesus seemed to be a liberal. He was for the underdog. Liberals are for the underdog. Jesus was for helping the poor. Liberals are for helping the poor. Jesus was for tolerance and forgiveness instead of being harsh, but giving people a second chance and letting people you know, be the way they want to be and not judging them for them. That's very liberal type traditions. So all of these factors help combine to be, become the person who I currently am. So I'm not going to defend myself by allowing other people to define what a liberal is. A lot of people on Facebook say the most horrible, hateful things about liberalism and leftists and say that we are basically the sons and spawn of Satan. You can't define me or what I believe in. I know what I believe in. I don't, we don't go to some secret convention and have these little rituals where we sit there and decide how we're going to screw over society and how to hurt people. We believe the way we believe because we want to help people. We want to make society better for people. We want to help poor people. We want to help minorities. We want to help those who have been discriminated against. We want everyone to succeed. We want everyone to have proper education. We want everyone to have proper health care. That's why we believe what we believe. Now, you can disagree about our methods and our ways of achieving it. You might think that we're foolish. You might think that we're wasting too much money or that our solutions are bad ideas. But don't judge us as people. Don't think we have this agenda to destroy America. We don't. We don't think that we're sitting there wanting to become um, Soviet stooges, like we want to go to the way the Soviet Union used to be, or that we're followers of Pol Pot. We're not. We want to make society better for everyone. And people have to sit there and listen to our ideas instead of just condemning them because we're on a different team. Okay? Now, I look at liberals, and I'm proud of what liberals have achieved in, in our society. If you look at the great achievements in America in the last 100 years, these achievements are done by liberals. Liberals have done great things for our country, but people don't talk about it. The Civil Rights Act of 1964, which allowed blacks and whites to actually eat in the same restaurant, that was liberalism. Don't say because of the fact that there were Southern uh, Democrats who were bigots who were against it that it wasn't a liberal achievement. Back in the 1960s, there were liberal Democrats and liberal Republicans. There were ultra-conservative Republicans and ultra-conservative Democrats. So both of the parties weren't the way they are now, in which the Democrats are liberals and the Republicans are conservative. So don't say that because Democrats were against in the South the Equal Rights Amendment, that it was not a liberal idea. The, Equal, uh, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was a very liberal idea. Social Security, people being able to retire with dignity, that was the liberal um, FDR who came up with that. Disability insurance, so that if you become sick or ill and people take care of you, instead of you lying in the street like they are in India, being untouchables, that's liberalism. Medicare, so old people have health care when they're retired, so people in their 80s and 90s have access to health care without having to lose everything they own. That's a liberal idea. The Clean Water Act, the Clean Food Act, the Food and Drug Administration, that are methods of how government, make, government makes your lives better. These are all liberal ideas. Pell Grants, so that students can get an education so they can better themselves and be more educated than the generation that came before them. That's all liberal ideas. Child labor laws. That's a liberal idea. The 40-hour work week, including the weekend, was created by liberals. Unemployment benefits, workers' compensation, the Peace Corps, the Veterans Administration, NASA. Liberals beat Hitler. Liberals have achieved so many great things in this country. We're not perfect. 
Without liberals, we would not have Cadillacs. We wouldn't have Corvettes. But because of Obama saving the uh, General Motors from bankruptcy. Okay, liberals have done so many great things. But think to yourself, what achievements has the right wing achieved? Besides giving tax breaks to the rich, what achievements have they made? So I want you to think about that while we're at break. Think about it and try to think of all the great achievements that the conservatives have made and balance them out against all the achievements that liberals have given you. I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair and Hot Locks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. Okay, now the name of the show is called Fight Back. And why is it called Fight Back? Because that's what I want people to do. I want people to start fighting back. But here's the question, how do you fight back? There's a lot of chaos, there's a lot of hate, there's a lot of anger, and people are constantly on Facebook yelling at each other. That's not how you fight back. That's not how you're gonna defeat the Trump agenda. Okay, so here's the method of how I think people should learn how to fight back in these various steps. The first step is to identify the problem. What is the problem? Who are we fighting? Guess what, folks? Trump isn't the problem. He's not. Trump is a symptom of the problem. If Trump dropped dead tomorrow or was impeached, we would still have the problem. The problem is this anger and hatred and extremism and this mean-spiritedness that's going on. The problem is what led Trump to become elected. A lot of the people who voted for Trump voted for Trump because they felt unhappy. They felt scared. Why were they scared? Why were they unhappy? And why did they turn to him as their solution? What can liberals do to have these people who are scared and disenfranchised come see a different way to, of thinking as opposed to allowing themselves to be seduced by a con man like Trump? Okay, here's the big problem in my opinion. The biggest problem isn't that, isn't the conservatives, isn't the right wing. The problem itself is the actual 
tribalism, the fighting, the constant hatred, the refusal to actually listen to the other side to try to get consensus. That's the real enemy. The enemy is the tribalism, putting your fingers in your ears and going, blah, 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 I'm not going to listen to you, and just throw bombs and say how much you hate the other side. That's the problem. But here's the question. Who's behind it? Who's causing us to be that way? Who benefits from all this fighting and all this anger and all of this? In my opinion, the real problem in our country is that we are a plutocracy disguised as, a, as populism. Trump didn't become where he is because of the populist. He's exploited their populist fears. Instead, he's a plutocrat. He cares about helping the 1% of the 1% who are really controlling everything. That's why Congress is made up of nothing but multimillionaires. That's why their real agenda is the things such as a tax cut, which helps the 1% of the 1%. They're the real enemy, and they just don't own the Republican Party. Guess what, folks? They own the Democrats, too. So we have to identify the problem that we're not the enemy. We are fighting amongst ourselves. We're doing what the enemy wants. The enemy is the 1% of the 1%, the plutocrats who are really running this country. Conservatives are good people too. A lot of my best friends are conservative. I'm in groups with them. I have lunch with them. I see them all the time. We talk politics. Um, you know, the producer of the show, who's a good friend of mine, we disagree on politics all the time, but he's a good person. Just because someone has a different political view from you doesn't mean they're a bad person. Okay, now some of them I consider just to be pawns from the Blutocrats and that they just don't know the truth because they've been fed a pack of lies, they've been brainwashed, or they've been uh, given a bunch of propaganda. And you know what? They probably think the same thing about me. And that's a fair fight. Okay, but we have to recognize that people who disagree with us are not the enemy. And calling people stupid and being condescending towards them, which I admit sometimes I am, that's not how you persuade people. The way you persuade people is by going to the third part, which is you have to listen. If you want to fight back, before you can start fighting, you have to listen. You have to figure out what other people feel and why other people believe the way they believe. And then you can try to find common ground by finding out what scares these people, what are their fears, and what would make them happy. Then you can start tailoring your argument so you can tell them that your solution actually helps them with their ideas. In other words, if someone sits there and says that they're pro-life and they hate abortion, don't just sit there and scream at them. Tell them, well, maybe we can reduce abortion by having more people use uh, condoms. You know, if we have less pregnancies, then there'll be less abortions. That the real enemy is unwanted pregnancies. You stop that, then you stop abortions. Then you get someone who's pro-life kind of on your side. But that's what you have to do. You have to listen to why people feel the way they do instead of yelling at them and then try to address those needs if you ever want to persuade them. Okay? Fourth, knowledge is power. The best way to fight back is by knowing the truth, by understanding things. Okay, there's so many lies out there that, you know, you read things on Facebook. Most of them are lies. It's turning out that they're from Russian robots right now, that they're purposely stirring things up, that they're purposely lying to us. Fox News is so full of lies and Breitbart, and people don't know the truth. What I promise to tell you is, is the truth as far as I can tell what it is. I will do my best to tell you the truth. I may be wrong, but I'm not going to try to lie and deceive you. I have no agenda. I have nobody paying my, paying my salary. I'm doing this for free. Nobody owns me. Okay? I will do my best to tell you the truth because truth is power and the truth shall set you free.
And then finally, what we will do is we will try to create solutions together. I will have guests on my show and we'll try to come up with solutions to these problems. We're going to have different topics on the show in the future. This is what I envision my show being. We'll explore legal issues like, should bakers have to sell cakes for gay marriage? Should they have to do that? What's the constitutional implications of that? Did Hillary actually commit crimes by using her server with the Clinton Foundation? Instead of the talking head saying, lock her up, let's look at the law. Let's examine the facts and find out whether she committed a crime and what crime it actually was that she did. How can we, how can we reduce gun violence without trampling on the Second Amendment? Can we do both? Can we stop the shootings in the schools? Can we reduce crimes in inner cities? And can we also respect the Second Amendment? How do we do that? How do we create an economy that puts more money in the pockets of the middle class instead of just giving more and more wealth to the rich? How do we do that? How do we repair the relationship between law enforcement and the African-American community? These are all important issues and many, many more we're going to have on this show. Trust me, there's going to be a lot of Trump bashing, but that's not what the purpose of the show is. The purpose of the show is to come up with solutions. Okay. Now, there's different ways we can handle things. You, if there's a problem and you see oppression, you can do a couple things you can do. You can join the oppressors and be part of the popular crowd and join, jump on the bandwagon. Don't do that. The second thing you can do is you can bury your head in the sand. You can bury your hand in the sand and pretend it doesn't happen. Watch television. Watch a sporting event. Instead of caring about injustice, watch a football game. Don't do that either. The third thing you can do is you can actually read. You can read and you can learn. You can read and you can learn the truth and you can have an open mind and you can reject hate and instead enter a dialogue as an American by exercising your First Amendment rights. And then once you can do that, you can raise your head high and you can begin to fight back. Thank you. I'll see you next time.